Hey, everybody. Hey, it's John Arnold here of J. Arnold & Associates, back with another edition of our Watch This Space podcast. This is now going to be the June 2020 edition. Glad you have to have you with us. And joining me, as always, my trusty colleague, Chris Fine. Hey, Chris. Hi, John. Hi, everybody. Yeah, so welcome back, all of us. Um, that sounds a bit redundant if we're all holed up working in our home offices and whatever, but that's just the reality. And I think today we'll kind of keep on that theme a little bit. I know, Chris, you and I have been, um, you know, adapting like everybody else. I've been involved in a couple of virtual events since our last podcast. And um, I think this new normal, we're past that term now, right? It's It's more like, okay, how do we get through this to the other side? But nobody knows what that other side is going to look like. So I, you know, I know both of us have a couple of thoughts on what that might look like, and hopefully we're getting closer to that than just being stuck going nowhere. Um, how are you seeing things right now? Well, John, I, I, I think it. You and I talked about the idea of following up on our podcast that was about the future of remote work, and I think we had concluded there that that remote work is going to be part of the new normal. But as you say, we were two months further into it now. And perhaps we can make some make some suggestions or thoughts about about what the more the people side, uh, the non purely technical side of where where things are going. And on that score, I think that the additional time working remotely has revealed more pluses and minuses of it. Uh, I still think there is going to be a long-term change and it's going to be much more about balanced work where individuals have much more choice about about being less or more remote. But as you and I have been talking about, there may be a snapback and I think we're seeing a little bit more of that than than we were before. And there could be a period of time where, uh, especially if and when we're not quite so constrained by the virus in terms of physical space, let's say there's a vaccine or whatever, the, the immediate post vulnerability stage, if that, if, and when that happens, you know, you have to wonder how much of a compensating reaction there's going to be on the part of businesses, employees, uh, businesses and employees about, uh, about where people work and how space is laid out and what they do. You know, we're in that early stage of, you know, reopening, as they say, the states and, you know, and Canada here, too. We're, we're slowly testing the waters on that. And, you know, you certainly it's not a stretch to hear the concerns about, you know, a second wave kind of thing. And I, I think that's certainly likely. And let's just say that does happen. And, you know, it's it just prolongs things. And we're right back where we started. And that's very possible. Um, you know, if we get into that scenario, it seems to me that that's just only going to harden the positions of, of companies to, um, keep this work from home mode going almost, you know, almost indefinitely. I think there's a chance. I think also companies really do have a dilemma. And again, we always have to reemphasize that we're talking about a certain segment of the workforce and we're not trying to exclude the very large segment, possibly even larger, that doesn't have the luxury of this. But let's just say yeah. uh, in corporate world and in some other areas where people do have more flexibility about where they work, um, I 
I do feel that companies that have a dilemma about liability, about, uh, you know, what are, what risk are they willing to take on and when, and as long as there is a, so I think it comes into two phases. I think that irrespective of the reopening, which is going to, you know, one would think proceed apace, even if it has setbacks, as long as there's a problem with the disease and there's not a really comprehensive treatment, there are still whatever whatever weaknesses there are in the testing regime, and there is not a vaccine. You know, to me, that's just another phase. You, it's, you could be reopened, but the fact is that everything you're doing every day, you're dealing with this in some way or another. And so during that phase, I, I think it, it's going to be a lot of reluctance, even though people want to, to keep to, to densify past a certain point um, in terms of physical presence. Um, offices may reopen, but they're going to have to take a lot of precautions, which they are all in the process of planning to do. But when you think about, you know, the question almost is because you have to think a little bit further out than maybe two years let's say optimistically that this is a problem and has no medical remedy. Um, what's the longer term? And uh, do, do people view this as, you know, something I did during the co- during the pandemic or, or are the changes more lasting? That's the, that's the question that one might think about. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's a business out there that isn't rethinking everything they do from the ground up. It's just, you know, and that's in some cases that will be a good thing that they may be finding new ways to modernize and update the way their businesses run and the way they, the relationship they have with employers, employees. Um, it's just, and the whole, what, what constitutes work? I mean, I think it's going to really come into the equation now, um, which in turn will probably drive the way compensations are are structured and uh, managed because if people are going to be not driving to work and commuting every day, and that's kind of a, you know, you, you don't get compensated for that. And, and I think it's going to give cause to really rethink that whole relationship between your employer and employee and, and how, what what's the basis of the trade between, you know, time and money um, for doing work. Um, and then, obviously getting into things like benefits coverage, you know, because mental health becomes a bigger factor now, you know, people working in isolation and uh, that ties into, you know, expectations about productivity and where you draw the line for supporting people. And, you know, it's, it, you go up and down the line. I mean, it's just going to cause a rethink for everything. And, uh, and maybe in some ways that could be a healthy thing. I don't know. You know, we don't know. But this kind of, these are the questions I think we're being forced to consider now. And uh, it's more important than the business itself, you know, generating sales. And But we can't live on oxygen all just all day long. I mean, businesses have to produce. And uh, you really wonder how long and how hard they're going to think through these things and, and actually make changes. No, I, 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 I'm agreeing with you. I think it's... I think it's a very big question and you have to treat it in segments. Businesses tend to operate in two modes, kind of short-term contingency mode and sort of long-term strategic mode, right? So you could argue 
and I, I'm not sure this is true of all businesses, but I suspect most of them, that what we've had so far is really like a long emergency. And however it lasts in a state where your normal mode of operating is severely constrained, you know, this happens to be this this disease, but it could be, uh, it could, you know, it's like a, a hurricane or a very long natural disaster. You You operate sort of in contingency mode and, you know, then normally you get to the point where you're kind of out of contingency mode and you make some uh, you make some adjustments to be better prepared next time, perhaps, and you you make some adjustments in technology based on what you learned operating in the contingency. You invest here, you disinvest there. But I think this is so big compared to anything that it is going to have more lasting changes. And it's not just going to be come out of emergency mode, if you want to call it that. Because one of the things this has shown on many, many levels is, is it kind of sheds a harsh light on things and tends to accelerate things that are kind of bubbling under the surface anyway. And when it comes to work, it's trends like, you know, robotics, process automation, reconfiguration of the workforce, reskilling, changes in real estate um, that were kind of bubbling under the surface for the last three years to at least. And um, we were all so busy and so frantic and work in the current MO was working pretty well that there wasn't a, an emergency pause to rethink. But the question that I think you raised is, what does this reveal about what changes for in the long term, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think for a lot of businesses, it's going to give them more reason to focus on looking at technologies that drive automation, right? Where you don't have to worry about where your people are working from. You don't have to worry about, you know, health or risks that come from being in contact with other people and worrying about when work gets done. You know, if it's automated, there's no once it goes, it goes. There's no cost. It just goes 24-7. It's efficient, blah, blah, blah. And that's desirable for a lot of the, you know, it, it circumvents a lot of the issues that come up with these pandemic situations. And so I think, you know, I, I worry a little bit about that in terms of, you know, looking to rely less and less on human inputs to um, mitigate, you know, the impact of these things because it is so disruptive to the organization. I think that's one area to, to be thinking about, and that's obviously going to be a probably a, a push, I'd say, for more AI-driven technologies and analytics for automating processes, and, you know, that kind of thing. And that plays into, you know, some of my space of collaboration technologies where, you know, we're seeing this a lot in the customer care space now where you're deploying a lot more automation to um, to take over a lot of the tasks, and that's been a fundamental issue for a long time, replacing agents with bots, that kind of thing, and we're not there yet, but, you know, any company I see in this space, you know, can't run fast enough to explore what to do with these technologies, and I just think this, this scenario is giving rise to um, the more need for it, um, but interestingly, you know, if anything, there's a greater reliance on customer service now, because you know, consumers are, have to have new ways of engaging with the companies that they buy things from. Can't go into stores, you know, that kind of thing. 
and it creates all kinds of new scenarios where customer service has to kind of be, you know, reinvented to adapt to what's going on now. So it's it, it, there's some real dilemmas I think that these companies are, um, you know, are facing with just how much technology, but at the same time, you know, you got to have human touch too. Yeah, and I think I think if you look at the what a lot of let's just say retail businesses are trying right now versus where they were a month ago where a, they couldn't do anything and B it was just like, this is so different. I don't even know what I would do. And so many of them just closed. I, I think, I think they are going to adapt, but my question is what portion of the adaptation just disappears after this is all over and what stays and so, for example, if I'm a restaurant, just to take one example, if I were a restaurant or if I were a store and I started selling my stuff more online with a table and then I like I got a table in front of the door and people come up and they pick up whatever that, you know, but they don't get to browse around as much. Or if I have to gate the number of people coming in to browse based on density and requirements and occupancy. Can I last through that? And if so, where do I end up? Because sometimes you see in situations like this where you could almost argue the closest approximation is some kind of wartime like or a really long emergency. Um, some of the stuff that gets done and people say during the emergency, this is always going to last, um, is, is, is not going to be keep the same role. It'll, it will have a role. It will not go away but there'll be backlash against it too. Um, and uh, I think one of those things, which we talked about before is going to be video conferencing all day long, right? The, the, the amount of remote connectivity that way and that versus spending a day in the office, if you can, I, I don't know. Uh, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of rethink about commuting because commuting really is, had gotten to the place of being pretty awful for a lot, a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe they rethink about what metro area they're in or what area of whatever country, but I don't know that that's kind of, that's kind of what I've been trying to think through and interested in your thoughts too, about kind of how much of all of this stuff that we see every day is really response to an emergency and how much of it is long-term change. Yeah, yeah, I'm so with you there, Chris. And like you say, for the environments where remote work is is practical or even possible, we're all talking about how all oh, of these, you know, this is here to stay. This this is how it's just gonna be. Um, and as you say, well, the realities for a lot of people working from home isn't that great. And, and I think that again, that long term isolation, not everybody is cut out for that kind of thing and the home environment you know for a lot of people is just not conducive to working full-time um, I know people who you know young kids and stuff and you know and they're not in daycare they're not in school obviously it's just it's just impossible it's just so difficult to make it go um, you know we latched on to you know video programs like Zoom and so many others, you know, very quickly. And it's kind of, that's become a big part of that new normal. And, you know, it's like anything else when you're, when your grandparents are using it, um, that's a good sign that the technology is, 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 is good, you know, it's user friendly and all. 
But at the same time, I'm kind of with you a bit. I think people will also get so saturated with it. And I think when we have alternatives, like meeting in person again, I think there could be a backlash against um, video meetings um, in the sense that, you know, we it, it's, it's an immersive mode and it's kind of like I can only take so much of it throughout the day. It's just drain. It can be very draining, and it's it, it's it's not it's not the norm for long term um, uh, engagement. It's great for shorter things. I agree, and um, I, I think there could be some pushback on that. People have just said, you know, enough of the video meetings. You know, I just want to be at my desk and work, and I just want to. If I just want to have a talk to someone, I just do it on the phone or chat. Um, so I just wonder sometimes, sometimes things go up very quickly and they peak, you know, have we seen peak video as they say, and then that can also, there can be a backlash too, and it will find its level once people have had enough. And then, you know, it goes to where the true utility really lies. So I don't know. I, I just think we're going to discover these things as we go, but, um, nothing is for sure. Right. Yeah. And I guess, I guess if we were to say try to distill what we're saying into a takeaway or two. I would nominate watch this space in the sense that it's easy to celebrate the advances that have been made in collaboration technology. And we have pointed that out in multiple uh, episodes, but you have to think carefully when you're mapping that against all the demographic, social, geographic, economic and technological changes in, in 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 different groups in different places you know it's not a be all and end all in this you know that's always true with technology but my my takeaway is this is a classic example of you can go too far in in betting on any direction yeah i'd agree with that one chris yep you know you just we, we don't know how it's going to play out but the longer you try to force people into something that they're not really, they didn't sign up for, you know, um, unless it is a visibly better way of doing things long-term, it's going it, to, it will reach a point where it says, you know, this, this isn't as, as good as what I was doing before. Um, some will adapt and that's the thing too, right? Some will adapt better than others to working from home, not just as workers, but as organizations, right? Something's just, aren't going to work that well long-term. You can kind of get by short-term. So yeah, it, it's hard to make any long-term bets. And I would just say that, you know, the technologies that we're using today have been a godsend for sure. Like we wouldn't be having this conversation if we didn't have these tools with us now, because you just wouldn't be able to do anything. If you, you, you know, so at least thankfully organizations can keep going and that's great. But yeah, as a takeaway, I would just say that, you know, we shouldn't, we, and we can't really bank on the technology itself as a panacea to kind of cover up all the difficulties we're trying to adapt to. I think, you know, it's more a question of we have to have a proper reset on expectations of how well the business can perform, how well employees can be productive and stay motivated and, and happy in their work. Um, and as you say, if we're in this emergency mode, if it goes on to like a perpetual state, then you know all bets are off, and there's just no way to um, no technology is going to save the day, so to speak. I mean, we just have to find ways to come up with a, a you know a level that we can all manage from. 
um, because revenues are going to be down. You know, everything is going to be affected. And if it stays that way, um, we just, you know, we're just not going to get to a safe space for a while. So, yeah, I'm with you. No long-term bets, for sure. No long-term bets, but I think you could, one could argue that if there is one thing that this boils down to, which is an opportunity, if businesses choose to embrace it, is the opportunity for choice, which is the in the long run, choice meaning flexibility, right? So if they are able in the long run when they get past the contingency phase to make it, to give people more choice about where, when, and how they work more and, and, and not without, I think it's actually going to strengthen the organization in most cases, you know, where they don't, where people don't have to be slotted into a particular work mode and when they're more able to mix and match based on where they are in life and who they are and what their work is and, the culture of the company and all the, the, the physical location. We have, we've, we've developed the technologies to give people the opportunity down the road and there's going to be winners and losers, even if that's embraced. But that to me is the possibility that's dangling out there, which actually would be better in the long run. If they do it. If they do it. Yep. Okay. I'm with you on that. And on that note, we're going to have to, come to a stop for today okay um you know not that we have any place to go we're just at home but actually i do i do have a call coming up now and um we're gonna have to move on to our day but this is a good good landing spot for this episode so lots to think about as always so let's uh we'll thank our listeners we're appreciating always your your uh, support of what we're doing so we we're gonna we'll sign off and uh we will come back with something I'm sure very different next time around because nothing stays still very long around here. So, Chris, okay, just a good uh, a good uh, farewell for now. Well, thanks, John, and we'll we'll reconvene again soon. Thanks everybody for listening. We're always uh, always happy that you do, and uh, we will rejoin you next month. Take care. Okay, and on that note, yes, as we as we say often enough here, watch this space. Thanks for joining our podcast, and we'll be back with another episode in, in a month from now. Thank you. <laughs>